Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Kicks and Giggles podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Snickers. Have a chocolate blast from your fucking from the past. Um, let's get into the Q and A. <clears throat> Sorry, I need to actually get a drink of water really quick before we get into this heavy, heavy fucking hitting show. Um, I just got back from New York and I had a beautiful time. I don't know if I want to talk about this. You know what? No, we're going to fucking, we're going to wait. Let's do the Q and A's first. Someone just messaged me like 10 minutes ago. So we're just going to answer this one first because he just gets first dibs. Uh, it says it's from Scott William Pearson. It says, what are your thoughts on the Air Max 91? It's like, it means like an Air Max 90, um, in white and university red. Question from UK. Keep up the podcast. It's quality mate. Thank you, bro. Um, that's crazy to have fans in fucking the UK. You know, that's that's nuts. So thank you for listening and thank you for being a fan. Um, I'm not really, I haven't really worn like Air Max 90s too often or too, okay, that doesn't fucking make sense. I haven't really worn them at all is basically what I'm saying. Um, I've tried on a pair for like a day or two, but I haven't really like w- gotten a pair, broke them in. And then, you know what I mean? Got to wear them for a month or two months. Um, but I think they look dope. I think you're talking about the anniversary pair. Um, those are dope. I sold a ton of those. I had like five pairs retail when they first dropped. Um, and they, they go for like 180 bucks or like 200 depending on the size. So, uh, yeah, good question. And I just personally don't really like Air Max. I think they're too, like, they're too fucking athletic looking for me, you know? If you, you guys, if you know me, you know that I'm not really that athletic. So when it comes to like a shoe that's got fucking air pockets for running and fucking sprint sides, sprint sides, um, I'm not really big on, on shoes with all that, you know? So let's see what another one is. We got the real Chris Ray says, if you could collaborate with, a, with anyone for a shoe design, who would it be? Um... Man, that's a fucking hard question. I should have thought of this before I an- or before I answered it. Um, all right, if I could collaborate with anyone for a shoe design, who would it be? It would probably be like I think it would be a comedian, right? It would probably be like a diehard sneaker fucking. I don't know, man. It's like, but it's me collaborating with them, so then it's gonna be both of us. Dude, I I literally have to like pause and think. Hold on. All right, I got an answer, and this is interesting. I wouldn't even pick a sneakerhead. I would pick someone like The Rock or like Stone Cold Steve Austin or like a, a old-time wrestler or John Cena even. I feel like one of those guys is very deserving of having like a Jordan collab. Like you got DJ Khaled. You got fucking Nigel Sylvester, a BMXer. You got uh, Sean Witherspoon. You got like all these random fucking people, which they're, they kind of make cool shoes, right? Uh, Travis Scott even, and it's like, but they have nothing to do with the shoe game. So if you're going to go outside to like different sports and categories and pick people from those categories, then go to the fucking WWE and let The Rock or Stone Cold make a shoe. That's what I would do. Or John Cena or someone. Um, I think a lot of fans would be like fucking into that idea too. Um, All right, we got one more. This guy's name is fucking Claybomb. Uh, it says, best advice on how to build connections for someone just starting out in the resale game. Here's the best advice for you, is buy from people and and keep buying from them, okay? Like, you have to start off as a customer, that's what I did, and the way that I got in with all the people that I have, le- like, 
pre-order lists now or or uh, slots with is I just kept buying from them. So if it's if you're gonna buy from me and I see that you buy five pairs consistently every month, obviously I'm gonna hook it up for you because I know that you're a legit buyer. And then you could start asking, like don't right away ask, but after you've bought a few pairs or like a couple months of buying pairs, then you could ask like, hey man, can you get me this release a week early? Or can you lock in a pair of Yeezys for me? And the person that's selling to you is gonna be like inclined to say yes because you're a, a good buyer and you're a long-term buyer. So that's my advice for you. And then I wanna say thank you really quick because when I was in New York, I went to Sam Roberts' show, which if you don't know who Sam Roberts is, you're a fucking idiot. Um, he's the last professional broadcaster. He's all over the place. He mainly works with WWE and has a wrestling podcast that he's like widely known for. But he's also got a little sneaker show. He's got a YouTube show. He does serious radio. He's just like everywhere. He does or he likes Oreos. Do you like how every word ended with an O there? Um, so I wanted to shout this guy out. His name is Brendan Delaney. When I was at the show, um, I got there an hour early and it was in New York. And it was at Caroline's on Broadway, and there was like a 40-minute line, right? 40-minute line, it doesn't make sense. A 40-person line. And I went in the back, and these people were waiting for like two hours. So I walk up to the front because I was going to ask the guy, like whoever worked there. Um, and when I go to the front, this guy was like, hey, you're Sam Roberts' shoe guy. Like, look who it is. It's the fucking shoe guy. And then him and his friends were all like hyped up that I was there. And then I was like, holy fuck, like, how do you guys know who I am? And they're like, we've seen people post about you and shit, and, um, like, it's nice to meet you. So then I sat with them, and then Brendan was like, bro, like, just stick with me. I got you. Like, you could sit VIP, and you could hang out with us. So that was really cool. Um, I've, I've been recognized a lot of times in New York and L.A. Um, not a lot in L.A., but more times in New York and Chicago, which is definitely interesting because I feel like I fucking don't know a lot of people in New York. Um... So, here's what I wanted to talk about today. I just want to give him a little shout out and say thanks. I'm going to talk more about my trip in a second. But last week I did that, or two weeks ago, I did a little ASMR thing. And if you don't know what ASMR is, I'm going to, I'm going to read you what it stands for. Because I actually don't know. Auto, oh God, I don't know how to say this word. Autonomous sensory, okay. I can't say any of these words. I'm just going to have Siri say it, but it's gonna. she's going to say it fast. Autonomous sensory meridian response. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to slow down my fucking Siri thing, but that's what it is. So if you didn't hear it, then you could, that's on you. Oh, you know what you could do? You could rewind it and then play it in slow motion. Autonomous sensory meridian response. Basically, it's like when people whisper into the microphone, and I guess it's supposed to like trigger your brain and like either make you like relaxed or fucking horny or like sleepy or tired or sleepy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, hey guys, welcome to my ASMR. My name is Angelo and this is fucking really weird. I think it's like, personally, I think it's weird, but that's what the videos are like, right? So I wanted to listen to some ASMRs and see what you guys thought, right? If you just type in ASMR, the first thing is you get is, uh, let's see this one. Oh my god. Oh, she has the same microphone as I do. Alright. See, she's like tapping her nails against... It's a jar of pickles. And this is a... 
just a scary looking woman, okay? It's called Pickle ASMR Eating Sounds slash Big Crunch slash Intense. Everyone that does ASMR seems to use the same fucking microphone that I have. Oh no, I lost it now. Alright. Ew, I can't even, I actually can't listen to that. Okay, we're actually going to switch it. That's fucking disgusting. Imagine closing your eyes and just hearing... <laughs> and you hear their fucking breathing in between bites and shit. How is that? Dude, the number one, the number one noise that I hate is when someone chews, like, any, and there's any noise. If I'm sitting down and, like... My dad walks in the room or my brother or whoever and I'm eating and then they start eating and I hear <laughs> I want to fucking grab him by the neck and just say get the fuck out of the kitchen man I, I just get that mad okay let's see one more um tapping on no I don't want to hear you fucking tap on shit eating raw honeycomb this is fucking disgusting this girl's like seven Okay. Yeah, we know what it is. We saw the title. Do the. This bitch is literally three years old. Type in ASMR eating raw honeycomb, and it's like a little eight-year-old chick that fucking is, should be on a cheerleading team and should be going to sleep now, because it's probably later than fucking seven p.m. Okay, I actually don't even want to do this bit anymore. It's I'm just fucking, like, sweating because of how uncomfortable I am. Hey, guys. I'm going to eat something now. And I hope you want to fucking listen to it. I, I, maybe, maybe I just should fucking restart the episode then? If that's what it's going to be? Um... Let's move on from this disgusting fucking topic. I wanted to go in. There was a video that I saw that I wanted to really go in on, but I just, I can't even, I can't listen to that shit, dude. Now I'm uncomfortable. I feel like I got a shower. Um, so I wanted to tell a story um, because I went to New York, and this is kind of a New York-themed episode. Um, I think New York is great, and it's beautiful, and there's lights everywhere, and the food's fucking great. I love that the food is cheap in New York, like... I could just walk into a little place, get a $3 piece of pizza, and it's like bomb-ass pizza, right? Or even a dollar. There's a lot of dollar slice shops that are really good. Um, I like that. And there's like, it's like there's restaurants in Times Square that they just fucking make anything. The menus are like three, three chapters fucking books. And, uh, you know, you could ask for breakfast, lunch, dinner at any time. They can make a fucking chocolate, chocolate bowl. They can make anything. You know what I mean? They can make a uh, European cake cake roast if you want something like that. Like It's literally anything. Um, I like that. And the food's usually like 20 bucks. Where in LA, it's like if you're not close to a cheap restaurant, then by the time you Uber to a cheap restaurant, it's like 30 bucks Uber, and then it's $20 for the cheap restaurant, and then $30 back. So you're fucked, right? Um, I, in, in West Hollywood, there was like a sandwich shop. And they were kind of good, but you can't eat sandwiches every fucking day, you know? 
uh, because it's just, I just, you can't. Oh, I need to leave soon for work. Fuck. Well, who gives a fuck? Um, so, anyways, you know, I went to New York, and the, New York is just full of fucking creepy weirdos, okay? And let me tell you a few stories. Now, I, I, I'm just going to say what I saw, all right? And there's nothing against it. There's no, you know, there's, I'm just going to say what I saw. So if you're someone that's sensitive, then just shut the fuck up or don't listen, all right? So the first time I went to New York, or one of the first times, I was just walking down, like, I don't know where I was. I was walking down in Soho, and there was a man that was, like, had makeup on as if he was a woman, had had long hair, like a wig on, as if he was a woman, and then had a, a horse. It was like a horse nose that you pull on over your face, like a mask type of deal, um... And I like it's it's hard to explain, but it's like a clown nose would have that stretchy like black string and you pull it around your face. Right. This was like that, but it was a horse nose and it was like, I don't know, 10 inches long. Um, And then he he was dressed up in like a I don't know what I just did. I want he 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 he. I don't know why I fucking did that. Um, (laughs) He was dressed up in like a bikini that was brown with little like dangly things off of it. And he was skipping and humming like the creepiest fucking song ever. And this fucking creature just skipped past me. And as he did, my heart dropped to my stomach and I was terrified. And then I looked and like turned around and made sure that he was going somewhere else than I was. Um, That was fucked up, right? And then there was another time, which is, this was like, three days ago, I walked into a, it's called like the Dwayne Reed. I don't know how how to say it. Dwayne Reed. It's like a place that's owned by Walgreens. There are these little convenience shops in New York and they just have fucking anything. They have everything ever. All right. Um, so I walk into this place and I go to the bottom floor. There's, there's usually two floors. The bottom floor has like hairspray and hair gel and all that. So I go to the bottom floor. There's nobody down there and there's like 10 aisles. So I'm walking, looking in each aisle, seeing if, like, where I could find my fucking deodorant. And this woman that is, like, four feet three inches tall and has a cane is wearing, like, you ever seen a beekeeper? She's wearing, like, a beekeeper mask. It almost looks like a fucking, um, like, a fencing helmet thing. It's like a mesh, like, globe-looking fucking mask, okay? And you can't see the person through it. She's wearing, like, a brown mesh mask and you can't see her fucking face and she's standing there at the end of the hallway looking at or like standing towards me and um just like being alone looking throughout regular walgreens aisles and then turning your corner turning the corner and seeing this fucking woman like i was so scared i called my brother and i was like dude i just saw the fucking scariest thing in the whole world okay um, and then, you know, there's a lot of drug dealers and shit in New York and a lot of people that are fucked up. I, I mean, there's a lot of drug dealers everywhere. Um, but a lot of people that are very open about it, you know, you walk past them and they're like, Hey man, I got Coke. Yo man, I got cocaine. Hey man. Or like a guy will just walk up to me and be like, Hey man, do you have a lighter? And I'll be like, yeah, here you go. And they'll be like, do you have 17 bucks by the way? Fuck you, man. You just tried to play me, bro. I'm not fucking doing that. And a woman yelled, like, was yelling just fucking nothing. She's just, blah, 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 That's what she did. And it was just right behind me. I just heard, blah, 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 And I looked, turned around, I was like, what the fuck was that? 
and it was just this little old woman and she was smiling like hi you know doing like one of these smiles you can't see what I'm doing but I tried to say hi as if like that's how she looked okay um, and she just fucking that's she just blurted out of her mouth a bunch of fucking creepy shit so why would you want to go to New York if you want to hear blah 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 and all that you know and see a fucking guy dressed up as a horse that hums I don't know, man. It's just, I feel like a lot of people think L.A. is weird, but New York is fucking bizarre, okay? L.A., you know, there might be some, like, whatever, pedophiles and, like, child molesters, like, people that are, like, going to be in jail, right? And that's fucking bad. But what's even worse is, like, the good thing is, like, those people get caught and then they go to jail, right? But these people in New York, like, they're not really doing anything wrong, so it's not like they're going to go to jail. They're just fucking creepy as fuck and bizarre, and they make people feel uncomfortable. But they're not technically doing anything wrong, you know? So they have every right to be on the street and fucking scare people like I, like I, like me, like I. So I don't know, and it's just, it's just nuts. And then speaking of bizarre people... Um, this is a story I wrote down that I wanted to talk about, I guess. Um, when I was a kid, I used to play, I play hockey once in a while, like outside or at a little pickup game in a fucking area or a rink or wherever it is. I play outside and I play inside. I'll play ice or roller. It's like, whatever. I do it for fun. You know, I'm not one of those kids that thinks I'm going to be in the NHL and like spends all of his fucking time playing this sport, even though I know that I'm not going to make it, you know? Hint at, at anyone who does that, you should probably stop. But I used to play hockey a lot, and me and my friends would play in the street. We would play, like, when it was snowing out, we would do a thing called, like, the Winter Classic. And we would just set up we would set up two goals on each side of the street. And we would play in the street and just hope that cars didn't fucking come. I don't really know how we got away with it. Um, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a suburb that was, like, very quiet. Like, there was not a lot of traffic going through, you know? So we'd set these these goals up and play like three on three or five on five, whatever we could get, um, and we would just go hard. All right, and we had goalies like we had full fu- not full gear, but we had like knee pads. The goalies had full gear. We would have uh, like knee pads, gloves, the fucking skates, and like maybe a helmet sometimes. Um, so there was this woman that lived down the street from me. And she was like the village, the board of village fucking director. I don't know what she was, all right? Um, it was like she was a tall, red-headed woman. And she was kind of like the fucking, you know, in uh, in Monster House, how, like, the the man was, like, kind of the, the, the evil guy on the block. You know, the, the old man. I can't think of what the fuck his name is. But Monster House, the old man is, like, the... He's like the villain of the movie for a little while. There's a bunch of kids, and, like, they know if you fuck with him or his house, like, shit's going to happen to you. That's kind of what this woman was. She was, like, eight houses down. She was in a cul-de-sac. Her house looked sketchy as fuck. But, like, you knew, like, it was very known that she was a fucking bitch, okay? Um, now, one day, we're just playing hockey, and uh, she drives, she drives, like, a little PT Cruiser. It's a little pussy-ass car. But... She's, like, driving around the block, and she keeps coming around the block, so we have to move our shit, right? And it's like, okay, we know we know that it's you, you know what I mean? We could see you through your fucking car. And then she comes around the corner and fucking floors it, and we, like, my goalie literally jumps out of the way, and she slams into the fucking goalpost, 
and then gets out of the car and is like, you didn't fucking move fast enough. You guys can't be fucking playing hockey on the street. I don't know why I'm telling this story, but I just wanted you guys to know about my childhood, okay? Um, so she's fucking screaming at us, and now my mom doesn't fucking play around, okay? Now she's way more calm. But back, like, in this time, I think I was, like, eight years old, like, she was very protective of, like, me because I was so young. And my mom can fucking, she can yell, all right? So my mom gets out of the car or gets out of the house and hears what's going on because her window is like right next to the fucking street. Like her window faces the street is what I mean. Um, so now my mom gets out of the car and walks up to this fucking cunt. Okay, we're going to we're going to throw the C word in for the first time on this show. I'm going to debut the word cunt against this woman that drove into my goalpost. Now this woman's like gets out of the car and fucking kicks our pizza over you know we were just hanging out it was a weekend off of school we're playing hockey we got pizza there she fucking lifts it up with her foot and like kicks it over and all the pizza goes everywhere now my mom like storms at this fucking broad she gets in her car and locks the door so bitch by the way uh, <laughs> like she comes out yells at us kicks my pizza sees my mom Gets in the car, locks the door. And now my mom just starts fucking punching this bitch's car. And, like, I'm sure she has a ring on. So I think it did, like, a little minor damage to the woman's car. And she's banging on her thing, telling her, like, get the fuck out. Um, and then, and then, this, this is, like, a few days later. Um, this woman record. I guess she has cameras in her backyard. So she goes to the police and says that she saw three people throwing eggs at her house in the backyard. Okay, now she comes back to her house like a couple days later and she's with police. So like my mom can't fucking beat the shit out of this broad. And um, she's like telling them like, yeah, I have footage. So now they show the footage and it's like fucking pitch black. You can barely see three outlines of like people, but there's zero like you cannot tell what their face looks like, what their color, like hair color is what the color of their skin is. You have no clue what the fuck these people look like. Um, and then, you know, they just, my, my mom went back and forth with their fucking screaming at each other. And uh, I guess that's the fucking story. Maybe it wasn't as good as it sounded. I just wanted, the point that I wanted to say was, uh, you know, don't be like that, okay? I don't give a fuck if you're a village, like, director, or whatever the fuck you are, a teacher, you know what I mean? Like, a coach, you can't only, you're only so important, you know? People like to really squeeze how fucking important they are sometimes. And uh, you just need to realize you ain't shit, okay? If you're a fucking, it's like this, my manager at work, um, not my manager, like my main one, Melissa. Um, it was another guy. He doesn't work anymore. But the guy used to be such a cock, man. Like, he would tell me things to do. That like I was I would be sitting there folding jeans and he'd be like, hey man, can you make sure you fold those jeans? It's like, yeah, that's kind of what I'm fucking doing, man. And then I would be like, he would tell me, hey, go go fold the t-shirt wall. And then once you're done with that, you're gonna hang these things, alright? So I'd be like, alright. So now I'm folding the t-shirt wall and he'd be like, hey, make sure you uh take care of the shorts as well. And then do the denim on the bottom. Okay. And then he'd be like, hey, once you're done with that, hey, man, I can't fucking remember what you're saying, okay? So chill the fuck out. And then he would get mad, and I would say, uh, one time I asked him, like, hey, man, like, can I go, I don't know, like, can I run in my car? He's like, nah, you don't really, you don't, you don't get a break here, man. Like, you're, you're, you only worked seven hours. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I do.
and I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. Like, I, and then it would just be like, okay, then I'm fucking leaving. It's the same thing as school. It's like, you're gonna tell me what you think I should or shouldn't do, right? That's fine. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna fucking do whatever the fuck I wanna do, all right? So the way to prevent this is just know your role, all right? If you're a store manager, that's all you are. You're a store manager. You could tell me what to do, but don't make it like I'm your bitch, okay? Because then we have a fucking problem. And I think a lot of people can agree with me. And then there's a lot of people that are listening that are the store manager and you're wrong. And if you're one of those people, just do your job and don't be like shitty about it, you know? That's, I guess that's the point of that. Um, and don't be a redheaded cunt and pick on little kids and drive another fucking hockey rink, hockey goal, all right? Um, another thing that happened in New York, to, to go on a positive side here, is I sat down with Roy Wood Jr. And if you don't know who he is, he's a comedian, he's a correspondent for The Daily Show. He's like, I guess he's a writer for like other fucking shows. I don't even know what he does. He's a very talented guy. Um, very creative. He's fucking hilarious. I went to a stand-up show before, or after I got breakfast with him. Um, and we sat down together, and he's never even bought shoes for me. Like, he's not a customer or anything. We've talked about it before, but we were just meeting to, like, hang out and fucking talk about... I really wanted to ask him, like, do you know any tips or anything that you have for me that I can use for um, my future? Like, I want to become a talk show host so what are things that you recommend I should do? You know, is there a class I should go to that I fucking don't want to? Is there someone I should call? Do you have any other friends that I could, like, meet with and hang out with and fucking get to know them and pick at their brain a little bit more? You know what I mean? Anything. I was just very open arms. But we sat down, and he started asking me questions. He was very interested in what I do and, like, selling shoes and all that. Um, so he started asking me questions, and he told me, I don't really know if I could say all this. Maybe I'll just give you the gist. Basically, he has an in with uh, the writers and like the TV production at Comedy Central, and uh, he's they're looking for shows right now. And the, you know what I mean? They they take pitches for shows like whenever the fuck they can, and they have people that can give recommendations. And Roy Wood Jr. is one of them, so he could like pitch them an idea to a show, um, and. They, they'll pick it up or they'll take like record a pilot for it and they'll really give it a shot because it's like Roy Wood Jr. and he works for them. It's, it's kind of confusing, but that's how it is. So he was asking me all these questions and he was writing things down about me. And uh, I was like thinking, what the fuck's going on? And then he's like, you know, I might have an idea for you. Like, let's, let's start writing a show that every episode you sell to a different celebrity and like the goal of each episode is to sell shoes to this person and it, we record you picking the shoes up from someone we could like it would be a little bit scripted maybe when it's like in the beginning of the episode we could make it kind of funny like there would be uh, or like just interesting different you know like in that gangland show they black out the person's face and they like distort their voice and that's what it would be like when I pick the shoes up it would be like from some guy in a fucking alley and then the middle of the episode would be like me talking about the shoes, talking about how I met this customer, um, getting on the plane, flying down there. And like it would really just be a real fucking like in detail look at what it's actually like selling to these people. Because there's been a ton of fuck up times um, where like I wish it could have been recorded. And I never thought of making a TV show of it. But the way that he was explaining it. Uh, it sounds fucking awesome, and obviously I'm I'm willing to do it. So, 
right now um, I'm waiting on an agent to call me and I'm waiting on Comedy Central or Netflix or whoever the fuck he's going to be talking to that is interested in this idea. Um, I'm waiting for them to contact me and this could be like a, the next fucking break in my life. It could also be nothing, you know what I mean? Every TV network could say fuck this idea, it's shit. But if one person calls me and they're interested, then it's going to be fucking game over, baby. And we're going to make it to the big screen. All right, so I'm, I'm excited for that. I can't say too much about it, but that's basically what it is. Um, and when I met with Sal Vulcano, he's one of the Impractical Jokers. He's also a stand-up comedian, fucking hilarious. Um, I met with him, and I I had like seven bags of shoes because he ordered a fucking ton. I had these these grocery bags and I Heart New York bags and wherever the fuck I could get a bag from, I went on a bag hunt. Um... Now I'm standing in this, I had to go to his show first, like his stand-up show, and that's where I was meeting him, because it was in like Lower East Village or wherever, and it was at a place called Lucky Jack's, at this, it's this tiny-ass bar. Um, so I walk into the bar, and everyone's looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot, and I've also never been in a bar before, but I walk into the bar, and I'm holding all these bags, and I'm kind of looking around like, what what the fuck is this, you know? And I asked the guy, I was like, hey, is this like a, is this a stand-up place? Or like, is there a show here? He's like, oh yeah, it's in the basement. Like, it starts in half an hour. I was like, all right. So I'm sitting at the bar with fucking eight bags of shoes. And everyone's looking at me like I'm a goddamn jag-off. And then 30 minutes passes, and I go downstairs. And it's like a very small, it's like, it would fit 100 people, but they would all be touching each other. So there was like 60 people in this basement, chairs like wrapped around the bottom of the room. Um, and then there was like a little, st- a tiny little stage and the stage is on the floor. It was just like, there was a light there. Um, so now there's like a little corner of the room that I put all my shit in. And this guy asked me like, what's the, what are all the shoes for? And I start telling him, you know, I've sold shoes to Crystalia and Burt Kreischer and all these guys giving him my fucking bit. And then uh, they said, like, oh, like, we'll watch your shoes for you. Don't worry about it. Like, just put them here. They were really cool, which I feel like is fucking rare in New York to find people that are willing to just cooperate and be fucking cool. Um, so they helped. I, I think someone just whistled. I don't know if my fucking dad's home. Um, thanks, Dad. Um, so they put my shoes in the back, and now... Sal walks in, or actually Roy Wood Jr. was there too. Roy Wood Jr. walks in and like shakes my hand. And he's like, thanks for coming, bro. He does his bit and then he leaves. And then Sal comes down and he has a bag of like three more shoes. And the minute he sees me, he starts dying laughing because of all the shit that I have. Um, And then he gives me more bags. And then after the show, now he has to go to another show. So I fucking wait at this bar again for like 45 minutes. And then he finally comes back and we meet up. That's why we were outside in that picture because the bar was like closing and I didn't want to fucking stand there. So I just left and then met him like on some side street in New York. Um, and as like there were, it was like one o'clock in the morning and there was people, there must've been 10 people on the road. Like there was not a lot of people on this side street and eight of them asked to take a picture with him. Like everyone fucking knew who he was and they were super excited to see him. So that was awesome. Um, we talked a little bit about like him doing stand up and the show and selling shoes and I didn't know how big of a fucking sneakerhead he was, but he's a like really big shoe guy and he knows his shit on shoes. So that was really cool. Um, and now I'm gonna be late for work, but fuck it. So I got I got a few shoes to talk about. 
Um, there's that Ultra Boost 1.0 restock that's happening. I don't know exactly when it is, um, but they're doing the creams, the white multicolored toes, and then like the Chinese New Year's. They're all the 1.0s. And these all go for like 500 plus each. So it's going to be interesting to see if the market like rises on them, if people are still going to try to resell or if they're just going to not give a fuck. Um, I think the, the Ultra Boost hype is going to fall off after this. I think the creams will be like 350 and the multicolor and the navy blues will be like maybe 400 tops, if not like 300. I don't know. I don't see people like trying to resell them again. I don't know. I guess I would try to resell them again, but not for five or 600, you know? If I could get my hands on a few, I'm definitely gonna. The creams I want to keep for myself, I wanted to wear those so fucking bad, but I just didn't want to pay six for them. But if they drop to like three, then, I'm, then it's fucking game time, baby, then I'm buying them. Um, what else is there? There was another shoe that just released. Travis Scott's I talked about. I don't really like those. Oh, I just got these, these China Pack human races in. They're like only released in Europe or China or where the fuck. They weren't released in the U.S. They're released in other places. Um, there's this red pair that says Passion on them. And the material on these is so much different than the material on like a material on, um, you know, the nudes or the multicolors. Like all those beginner fucking trail human races. These that say Passion on them, the red pair and the blue pair... They're just so much different. Um, I don't know what the fuck it is. They seem thicker. The boost seems even higher than like the other boost is. Maybe it's just because it's white. Um, but yeah, I don't have the green pair, pair. I just have the blue and the fucking red. But these are awesome. They go for like, blue pairs go for like 500 bucks in a 10, 10 and a half. And the red go for like 600, maybe 650. But yeah, these are awesome. And they say passion on them. Which I guess is a better word to say than cloud and moon and all that shit. You know, I'd wear a shoe that says passion on it. The other shoe, though, says, like, some shit in Chinese letters that I don't fucking know what it says. So that's kind of a turnoff. But they're definitely they're definitely pretty dope shoes. Um, then there's a couple more that I want to talk about. Oh, the Raptors, the Jordan Ra Retro 4 Raptors. It took me a while to get used to the 7s, but I actually love the 7s. These fours, I'm not really a big fan of. I think they just look cheap. Like those colors, purple and black and... I don't know. You put those colors together, it just looks fucking shitty, you know? There was those Joker 3s that came out a while ago. That was also... It was like purple, green, and black. They looked fucking hideous. Name a black and purple retro that that doesn't go for a cheap amount of fucking money, you know? Or doesn't look like shit. I don't think they're... I'm going to type in purple... Jordan. Oh, the black grapes. Those are dope. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But, yeah, the Joker 3s are shit. The Hornet 1s, these don't go for shit, but they're so awesome. And they're actually just hard to find. Um, they're actually called, like, the Fang Shy. I don't know what they're called. But, um, yeah, there were six rings that were purple and black. Those go for shit, obviously. Uh, Bel Airs, those are gray and black. I don't know. Purple. I don't fucking know. All right. They, they just look like shit. Okay. The Jordan Retro Raptor 4s are shit. And then there's another trail. It's just like there's so many fucking human races and they're so expensive. 250 for retail is really high for like a random shoe. 
Um, especially that's just all mesh with boost on the bottom. Like, I, most people think 180 is high for an ultra boost. 250? Fuck you. If these, if these were 180 or 190, the resale would be 500. But nobody even wants to buy them to, because who wants to put out 250? You buy four pairs, it's a thousand bucks, and then plus tax, it's like 1100. Fuck that. To make like 50 bucks. But these do look dope. I do kind of like them. When I first saw them, I thought they were hideous. But um, these are pretty cool. They, one of them says like, I don't know what the fuck it says, like invisible or something. I don't know. But these are cool. They're called the Pharrell Solar Pack. Um, these are dope. I like them. Then you got the Reacts. There was a lot of shit that released over the past two weeks. The React Elements. There was new colorways. There was a Desert Sand and then a Dark Gray. These are both fucking ugly. They, I told you they were going to ruin it. I literally said this like episode 15 that they're going to make a ton of colorways for the Reacts and fucking ruin them. And that's what they're doing. But the original pair will probably go up in price. Um, or they'll just all fall off like NMDs did and nobody will give a fuck. Then you got the Retro 3 Flynets. Uh, these are just dumb. You know, it's just a dumb release. So here's my plan for the future with the shoe part of the podcast, all right? I think I'm going to change the format of my episodes. And it's going to be like 30 minutes of fucking of fun, right? And then 10 minutes of shoes. But it's going to be like, rather than doing new releases, I think I'm going to do like, just unbox a pair that I've that I've had or talk about a pair that somebody ordered because now I'm getting orders every week that I, I could just open. Like once I have my video podcast up, which I know I've said that 50 times, but I'm getting very close to having it up now. And that way at the end of every show, I could pull shoes out and talk about them and like show them to you guys uh, and then go over like some sneaker news uh, rather than just talk about new releases in my opinion. I think it would be better. Uh, let me know what you guys think of that idea. If you would prefer to... If you prefer to just have my opinion on the new releases or if you'd like to see like what people are buying and some exclusive rare releases that I get or, or early pairs that I get, um, let me know. There was another thing I wanted to say, which is Nigel Sylvester. He's, that's what I just mentioned earlier. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I think it's Nigel. Um, he's a BMXer. I don't even know his story, but he was like the first guy to post pictures of the Rust Pinks and the Igloos. Um, those are retro ones that are super fucking limited that I really want. Um, me and Sam were just talking about if there was one shoe that we could buy that was like super expensive, it would be the Rust Pinks because they're fucking awesome. But Nigel Sylvester has his own shoe coming out and it's like beige and there's like skid marks on them that look like you just were biking, you know, they're, they're like a cream color. They have a black tongue, black laces, and then a black sole. They're kind of cool. I don't really, I think it's like a shitty collab. Like, I think it's just shitty. It just looks dumb. I think he could have made something way cooler. That's basically all I'm going to say. But, I don't know. I'll probably buy them. But they're kind of shitty. And I got a pair of Converse All-Star 70s, the ones with Coca-Cola on them. It's like a Kith and Coca-Cola collab with Converse. Um, I got, I don't know, is this the China pair? I don't know. Whatever the fucking yellow pair is. I got these from my boy Rizzo. I really don't know what his name is. Um, it's just Rizzo Rizzo. Um, he's my guy. And fucking thank you, man. I really appreciate you hooking me up with those. And I can't wait to get them. And I need to still pay you for them. So I'm going to pay you right now. Um, but yeah, that's about that. I'm going to be late for work. Sorry, Melissa. Fuck you at the same time. 
And everyone have a beautiful Sunday. Uh, I'll talk to you next week.